Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Warp Lords podcast. My name's Jared, and I'm taking you back to the Nine Realms, or actually, more specifically, to a lovely town called Moose York for episode 25? Season 2, episode 25? I think I got yeah, it right. you We're got it. Perfect square here. Great. Uh, you know, for a theme today, uh, I couldn't think of one. So here was what I'm thinking. Uh, your favorite fantasy weapon, or like that's fantasy weapons are based on real, your favorite weapon, fantasy or sci-fi. I don't even care. Just like not to actually use, but like, you know, hey, the thought so theory. Easy. This is an, okay, it's an easy one. Okay. I, I know and you're then also with. tell me why and tell me who you're playing. Uh, and let's do an order. Uh, zigzag. Who is it going to be? Uh, we'll go with a little bit of, um, blah, 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 blah. Devin, because he said it was easy, then danger, and then we'll save the best for last with Mr. Graham. A lightsaber, obviously. What else well, are you Now I can't pick? answer anything. That's, that's what everyone would pick. Because it's no repeating someone else's answers. Hell. Oh, fuck. It's a you, fucking Jared. laser sword, dude. It's <laughs> like, obviously, it's, I'm going to pick that one. <laughs> And like, what kind Hannibal. of lightsaber? There's multiple <laughs> kinds. Also, who are you playing? I just <laughs> and what's that. your name? Oh, did you? We've already, I'm a bad listener. Behind. Yeah, I'm sorry. Um, I don't know. I'd have a dope, like, like a white one or something. Because it's cool. Do they make those? Yeah. Yeah. I thought, they make every oh. color. Ahsoka has a white lightsaber. Yeah. All right. All right. That's cool. I stand corrected. Star Wars expert. That's it. I'm done. Okay. My case. <laughs> yes. Hey, everybody. It's me, Danger. Uh, I am a, a everybody's most medium, medium skunkle, uh, Cecil. Uh, my favorite, f- uh, fantasy weapon or weapon that I would use in fantasy games would be a scythe. I enjoy curved weaponry and it's not practical in reality, but it looks cool. But it looks fucking cool. Jared remembers my edgy anti-paladin with his scythe, <laughs> my first yep. character. The first thing that came to mind. Yeah. Like the Grim Reaper. Like the Grim Reaper. What would you call uh, Wolverine Claws? Would you classify that as a weapon? Yeah, uh, I, would I would call, call it that a like an ability. I mean, as someone who's played a lot of Final Fantasy games, I would say that Hook that's a claws? claws-type weapon. Claws weapons are a thing, or totally. Or knuckles. Yeah. It's an extension of any I of those, still really. Pick a lightsaber. I'd still pick a lightsaber, but there's an honorable <laughs> mention in there. Yeah. Uh, and I'm Graham. I'm playing Fenimore, since one of the other skunkles is going on right now. And since I can't pick a lightsaber, because I would totally have picked a lightsaber, I'm going to go with the Saw Cleaver from Bloodborne. The Dark Saber. Fuck yeah! <laughs> Saw Cleaver, baby! It's different. The dark is saber different. is different, but I like a regular lightsaber more. <laughs> yeah, and also the dark saber is like low key kind of lame. Wow, that's not true. I, I, it's just if it was a fucking all black lightsaber, tell me it wouldn't be better. I mean, it is that, but like, yeah, but it had no, it is, but it isn't. You know what I'm saying? Like it has the shape of a real sword, not just right, like. But it's still a lightsaber, though. Yes. But you know what like I mean? A, the, the like, if it was just, like, a fucking... If it was, like, Luke's lightsaber, but black, it looks so much cooler. Well, that's, uh, Starkiller has that. Well, ugh. We don't need but to talk about that. really, 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 really bad. Specifically two. 
And you know, uh, the reason why I was thinking about this right before we started was because we were talking about how, like, some of us like guns in video games, but not in actual practice. Like, I would have no interest in actually having one, but in video games, I'm like, yeah, fuck yeah. Give me all the fucking sci-fi guns and shit. But uh, for my favorite, it would probably be something like a great axe, like a two-handed weapon. That would be, like, my favorites. Anyway, I don't really know. Random um, topic. It would be um, Jolder's Hammer. Ah, this is a reference to uh, Destiny 1. Jolder's Hammer. We're going deep into the archives. <laughs> it's a deep cut. <laughs> you know, you can tell the story, otherwise no one's going to have any context. And I'm I sure it'll be funnier. It way. <laughs> Yeah, okay. I want them fuck to wonder us. what the fuck it could be about. Yeah, uh, ask us on Discord. Maybe we'll, maybe Devin will uh, enlighten you with the story about Jolder's hammer. Yeah, well, uh, we'll absolutely Patreon I- members will absolutely get access to the inside <laughs> joke. <laughs> if I assure you, it will paint me in a negative light. It will paint me in a negative light, and it probably will make you laugh. But anyway, I guess I guess you uh, can, you uh, maybe you'll find that story out later. But without further ado, we begin the session. You are all in this like secret lair that you found hidden behind this study, uh, inside of, of Sprayman's house in lovely suburban Moose York. Uh, as you look around the room, you see, uh, just like this, these mannequins that have these incredibly well crafted, uh, pieces of clothing that just have this imaginative color design and you were immediately kind of just uh enraptured is that the right word is that the right word graham yeah. you're right it would guy. be a good good word i feel like for this i feel like it works i i uh with these incredible pants you ever like half know the definition of a word but you just go for it anyway either all the time you know anyway enraptured I'm I'm gonna have to look this one up later. Uh, anyway, enraptured, by this, no, enraptured is fine. These translucent pants that you guys have all been trying to figure out uh, what this puzzle is. Um, you tried moving something else uh, into uh, into this these translucent pants is place on this mannequin and they kind of shifted around uh and as you guys look around this room something about it feels distinctly different from everything else that you have seen in moose york almost as if like a like a filter has been put on everything almost as if there's some sort of like veil or sheen or like you're looking through you know like gossamer on a mid mid morning as, as the after the dew has fallen <laughs> i don't know it, everything just seems really shiny like there's some sort of magical glamour to everything um what do you guys do in here it definitely feels as if maybe you're in some kind of weakened point between the plane of the chameleon and nine realms how much did sprayman pay for this house he must did he know. know this was here is this part of the floor plan i don't well this looks like stuff he would have put here no well, of course. I mean, who else would have such fancy Maybe he clothes didn't know if it was not here when he bought it? Me but found it later. I don't. Uh, I don't know. I mean, 
To be fair, I would want to get away from Donna as well. <laughs> so it makes True. sense for him to be able to go somewhere to get some work done. I'm going to, gentlemen, I'm going to, going to try something while we're in here. Okay. Jared, I would like to detect magic while I'm in here. Uh oh. Oh boy. Okay. Uh, so your eyes turn a bluish color as you look around the room and a number of things, uh, light up to you. Uh, but something okay. is it's different. A pass it's a pass, not blackjack, by the way. Okay. That's funny. I was just going to give it to you. <laughs> but yes, uh, as you look around the room, there's something that's distinctly strange about it as if there's like multiple versions of this room that you are in it seems like there's four kind of distinct and parallel but slightly um removed versions of each thing and it's kind of throwing you off and fucking with you because you see these pants but right next to them there's like a slightly different color like a a sepia sepia i don't know uh and something else is more of like a, a bluish color and it's all fucking with your brain but you do see a lot of this glowing and it, it does appear to be very magical, not just the items, but just the room in general. It seems very distinctly as if this is like a magical place, like some kind of, uh, very thin veil that you are in, uh, in between the two planes. I wonder, I, I wonder if we've gotten away from that odd laughter that we were hearing before. Um, and I wonder if while we're in this room, Sprayman is truly just who we know him as because this this place doesn't seem to be like the rest of of what we have come to known as our reality does that make sense gentlemen it seems as though this is yes this seems like are you saying like a there's magic in here i am I shudder and get into a combat-ready stance. <laughs> Cecil, you see that there's, like, one uh, mannequin towards the end, uh, other side of the room, that was kind of unassuming before, kind of just because, like, compared to all of the other shit in here, this one was not the one that popped out to you. But now that you've got your detect magic on, it seems, like, more concrete. But the magic aura that it's putting off is almost, uh, like, some sort of, like, rainbowy like swirling vortex of all of these different colors um in the corner i stab it with the 13 herbs and spices okay uh you okay so first of all quick question for you in a suburban setting what does the 13 herbs and spices look like is it like still a sword that transforms or is it like some kind of like fucking toothpick thing you could have like some free reign to change it because everything is the same but a little bit different little if you want different. it to be yeah um so Turkey the 13 herbs and spices um in its current state it is uh just kind of an unassuming it just kind of looks like a really fancy fancy knife um like a kitchen knife, like or a kitchen like a knife, like, like, an, knife. like an electric ah, carver knife. You're trying to cut yeah. these pants, dog. Okay, I'm tr attacking the mannequin. The Ginsu knife ah. can cut anything, Jared. All right. <laughs> uh, all right, you walk up to it. Uh, make a will check. Will check, baby. That is a four. What is my willpower? Certainly not a four. That's a that's a four out of three. Uh, roll a d12 for me. Five. 
Now, also make a vitality roll for me, because a bunch of stuff's going to happen all at once. Fail. Also calculate the square root of pi. Uh, <laughs> yes. So I'll calculate uh, the square the, root of these nuts. What oh. you guys see, uh, watching Cecil do this, Fenimore and Hannibal, you see as he walks up with this kitchen knife that you know to be the 420 herbs and spices, uh, <laughs> and you go, he goes up with it to attack the mannequin, and as he does, like he like his body freezes in place uh like supernaturally frozen like it doesn't slink down or anything it just remains perfectly still what you it's uh what you have happen though cecil is something entirely different oh boy um you have had a few visions at this point and mm-hmm. you're starting to like be more aware and lucid as you're in them um but there's still some degree of control that you that you lack when you were in them um so you see the familiar sight uh above the uh dreadwood isles the sun high in the sky you you see the familiar trees and uh just the locale that you remember well you see uh like a number of these special rocks that are only local to there what are they called again uh opalite opalite yeah you see a bunch of it kind of in its raw un un you know unrefined form uh and you know yourself to be there uh you kind of uh, like moving around almost like, like zigzagging and whirring as if you were on the, the wind or something. Uh, come to a, uh, building and, uh, roll a quick sense for me. Totally. That is a fail. Fail. Okay. Um, so you don't know exactly where you are, um, on these islands, but you know that you're there. Uh, and you spot a sign uh, attached to a building, um, and above it, you read the words clearly, Prawn Stars. Uh, and as you like, <laughs> go through the front door, uh, you distinctly see a shop where they're selling all sorts of oddities. And there's two like really small, like shrimp people standing behind this cash register, uh, and they're talking to this person, uh, who is a, you see like a shark person, uh, you know, it, someone who looks like they're probably from one of the neighboring islands. They don't look exactly like most of the people you grew up with, but whatever, you know how it be in the Dreadwood Isles. True. So, uh, they're selling, uh, this pair of pants. Uh, and the guy who stands behind the, the registers, they've, they've got name tags on, uh, one of them, uh, has the, has the name Rock. Um, and he's like, you never know what is gonna walk through that door. Uh, and his son, who has a name tag that says Clammy, uh, looks over and he's like, so, uh, <laughs> yeah, Clammy over there, uh, he looks at it, he's like, yeah, so what can you tell me about these pants? Uh, you know, I, uh, I'm kind of a bit of an expert, but, uh, they don't look like anything special to me, man. Could probably give you like maybe fifty schmeckles, or we could get an expert in or something. Uh, and the the shark behind uh, the the register or the shark uh, that's trying to sell these pants begins to argue. You know, 
he clearly doesn't know much about them, but he's trying to get a profit uh, off off of his his newfound pants. Uh, there is someone across the room who kind of looks like more of like a clam, um, wearing a name tag that says, uh, Chumpley. Uh, and, you know, he must be the muscle or something. <laughs> he must be the <laughs> he muscle. He likes that pun because <laughs> he's a muscle. <laughs> so can I like, I'm, I'm outside of this store. You You're said, like right? in creator mode in Minecraft. Uh, like you can creator. like move oh, your okay. camera around, but you can't interact with what is happening. Oh, okay, yet. okay, okay. Um, there's just this kind of so I in, can't uh, just steal the pants. Uh, you try to move your camera forward, and you kind of like bump into it, but it doesn't seem to like interact as if there's some sort of force field preventing you from doing so. Okay. Uh, yeah. Do you wanna do you wanna like move around? Because you do you are gaining some control when you're in these visions. Yeah, I want to move myself into the pants. Naturally. Naturally. Okay. Um. Yeah. Okay. So. They're like holding them up, talking about the pants, and as Fuck they're like me. holding it up, I want to like uh, make float another my will ghostly check. body, Minecraft creator mode man into these pants and make yeah. another make another will check oh, uh, as you it. try to like possess these pants or something like that. <laughs> it's a two out of three, baby. Okay, uh, so I'm gonna give you a limited amount of, uh, of abilities here just because <laughs> that was a pretty funny idea. Uh, but, uh, again, this weird thing happens to you as you're in there and it feels as if, like, you're kind of being torn between like dimensions or something as you enter this you feel immediately like pulled way the fuck back up and it's like a very jarring experience as you get pulled and you're not actually in this fucking prawn stars store at all you're like completely way the fuck somewhere else you're in a completely dark room and you're surrounded by like uh three different figures um and you as the oh, pants roll problems. a sense Roll a sense. Uh, two out of four. And it, as I see the, the three people, I would like to say, Oi, gents got any prawns? Uh, and you try to, but, uh, the voice seems to come out like as if you're thinking it, like a thought, but it, uh -huh. it doesn't auditorily like project. Bummer. But you, with that sense roll, you see what appears to be three distinct people in a very, very dark room, and you can't like make out what the people look like specifically, but you distinctly see that they all seem to be wearing this exact same pair of pants simultaneously. And with that glimpse, you're... <laughs> like pulled back away into the prawn stars vision. Um, and the guy's just like, I can give you 50 schmeckles. That's probably the best I can do. Uh, you know, if you want to go sell it somewhere else, uh, you know, I'm sure someone else out there would be happy to have these pants. Uh, and the other guy's just like, Oh uh, no, I, I, I guess 50, 50 schmeckles will do. Um, and they complete this transaction and then phew, you're like pulled out of it again. Uh, roll of vitality. Blackjack. Okay. Um, so you resist the urge to vomit and you also manage to not fall over as you blackjacked this check. It's like a fucking that's so raven type vision as you touch these pants. Um, 
with the 13 er 14 herbs and spices uh and somehow as you like try to slash at this mannequin uh these clothes kind of uh actually are you aiming for the upper body or the lower body i was aiming for the well describe the outfit is it just pants that are on the mannequin no, it's a full getup. It's, it's, it's like a full an incredibly yes, and it's very very well done. I was since I was trying to attack the mannequin specifically, I was aiming for wherever there was the most open mannequin. Okay, so not the clothes. I don't want to like hit the clothes. I didn't want to hit the clothes at all. You just want to make sure it's not I like wanted some to hit kind the of animated mannequin. mannequin. God damn, that would have been a smart idea. Fuck, I wish I was more creative. Uh, no. <laughs> so you slash into it. It doesn't move. You don't need to roll anything. Um, and uh, as you kind of wake up, uh, the not wake up as you kind of return to the, the plane of the chameleon, your knife is in your hand and you are back in that room where you just were. Uh, hey guys, do you have, you, you got any prawns in our pockets? I, I, I don't, I don't know, man. I, I, I really don't know how to describe what just happened to me. <laughs> uh, do do the other two of you like kind of check on him? Are you kind of curious to see if you can solve this puzzle? Um, like what's what's crackalacking well, in let's the minds? Check on Cecil first. He seems kind of out of it, and he's talking about fucking prawns. Fucking prawns. Excuse me about fucking okay. prawns. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh yeah, so what are you what are you thinking here? Like what are you trying to Can I do like a, a medical check? I'm thinking like a concussion yeah. or something weird. Uh roll a magic. Oh, okay. I'm just gonna talk to him while he does that. Uh that is a See, regular so, pass. Yeah, yes, Hannibal. You in there, buddy? I'm I'm here. Um Come out. <laughs> I well, um Come back to over here. What do you mean over here? I'm in the same room as you still. Log out of Minecraft. <laughs> okay. Um <laughs> So uh let's resolve your magic check that you passed there, uh Fenimore. So as this is happening more and more, you're kind of starting to get this weird vision of reality, the world that you live in. Like, you've now been to different planes, so it's kind of undeniable that there is more to the universe than just the Nine Realms, or maybe it's just some weird trick. It's a bit confusing, but um, as this is happening, uh, you are starting to suspect that because you're in this room where the veil seems to be thinned, uh, that you're somehow tapping into some kind of weird intersection of, of like planar magic or something fucking weird to that effect is, is what you, uh, get with that pass, uh, Fenimore. Hmm. I, uh, I, I was here and then I was, in some sort of prawn-based reality television program, and someone was trying to sell those pants to some prawns. Sell the pants? Oh, And I tried to Hmm. steal the pants to return here, and then I ended up somewhere very dark with three robed figures that were uh, equally as dark as the plane itself. I'm wondering if maybe that's where... Gardalock and his other fuckboys reside. 
Oh, what do you think it means? Honestly, I have no, I have no idea, but I I think that maybe all of the planes uh, of of the great ones that were created are kind of like maybe stacked on top of each other all at once, uh, well, not intersecting at the same time. But I I don't know if I'm correct. Like a crunch wrap. Yeah, like a crunch wrap yeah, exactly supreme like of dimensions. <laughs> Alright, I think I get it. Yeah. It seems like we're supremely fucked. There's like a couple other outfits that kind of just stand out to you guys. Um, just because of the stylings. Uh, I mean, as you kind of like look around this room, there were kind of these weird trans there or there still is this weird translucent thing going on. But you now have identified that there's something particular and strange about this room. But like Hannibal, there's like one of these that kind of just is standing out to you as well. Um, you seem to be like drawn towards it for some reason that you can't really put your finger on while also kind of repelled at the same time just because of how you feel about magic in general and things that you don't understand. Fenimore, there's also kind of the same sense that you're getting from a different mannequin. Okay, so they all have different auras then. Yeah. I'm I'm wondering hmm. if we should be investigating Sprayman a bit further, gentlemen. Yeah, this seems... This, this seems, seems all way sus. too weird, regardless... Uh, so as you guys were kind of discussing what you want to be doing here, uh, Hannibal kind of just walks up and bops one of them. Uh, like what kind of bop? Just like hit it just to like see if it like falls a, over. Like a bop. Like a, yeah, pop yeah, it right in the mouth. Just like a tap. Just a bop. So he goes, <laughs> taps it on the melon. Is that what you said? <laughs> so you go up to this one that kind of, it just seems, uh, there's something about it that like seems familiar. Yeah, it seems it seems familiar to you, and you walk up to you to it, and you bop it. Uh, make a vitality check for me. Pass. Nice. Uh, and then also uh, make a sense for me. Fail. Okay. So what happens to you as you bop this one that you were kind of mysteriously drawn towards? You you give it a bop. And it's weird. You get this sensation of dryness in your eyes, just really, really, really dry um, to the point where you're like, you have to like blink because you can like barely see anything um, through like the tears and everything that's building up. Uh, and you close your eyes and you open them back up again. And you're in a fucking different place too. You're stuck in this weird vision here. Um Something about the place that you're in, though, seems familiar. Uh, you see, um, actually, you have eidetic memory. But the first thing that jumps out to you, Devin, uh, Hannibal has eidetic memory. So you remember things that you see, and they stick out to you. But when you're in these kind of visions, it seems like they're not your memories that you're experiencing or your visions. Maybe this is current. This is pe- present past it's really hard to say but as you kind of like uh open your eyes back up you see someone that looks a lot like you uh and you look down to your hands and you have these weird like stone hands they're literally built 
like like out of rocks that are connected by some kind of weird magic or something and like you kind of are seeing this all in the first person but you're not really like it's like you're inside of the brain of this creature unable to really control what's happening you distinctly remember that this place is the Black Hill Borough that you had been to a long fucking time ago. Uh, you recognize like the Bergoyle statues. Uh, you're with a couple different people that you don't particularly recognize and some that you do. Uh, one of which is like some sort of tiny mole guy who's got a bunch of pots and pans on. Uh, you see one that actually does look familiar to you, but slightly different. Uh, the guy's wearing cargo pants and he's got like a tucked in robe and you take a look at his face and it's Cargus, but not current huh. Cargus. It's old Cargus that you're looking at. And like, you're just, you hear the sounds Howl. of your kind of rock body, like crunching as you like walk through this place. Um, and, uh, you guys come upon this like glowing, white rock in the very very bottom of the black hill burrow and uh the jacked like elephant dude that looks so much like you like walks up to it and grabs it and as he does so like a fucking flash of the most intense magic and like energy that you've like ever fucking experienced just completely blows the fuck out of everything and you feel as if you've been knocked to the ground and your body has been completely unmade. And like, as you're laying on the ground, looking up, just imagine, you know, those like kaleidoscope things. And as you like turn them, there's just like all of those trippy kind of visions, uh-huh. you know, those things. Yes, imagine yes, that yes, you're, kaleidoscope. yeah, I guess it's just a kaleidoscope. <laughs> Imagine that you're looking through that, through this like explosion of all of these different things. And there seem to be like all of these intersecting and interwoven lines all like converging on one point, And then it suddenly is unmade. Um, and, uh, yeah, you passed your vitality check. So after you have this like vision, you hear like a, as the as the mannequin returns back to its <laughs> its uh, original place, uh, and you uh, roll, you already rolled vitality, so you are not sick either. Um, but it's very very strange. You're back here in the the plane of the chameleon again. Don't touch the mannequin, guys. <laughs> oh, I I wasn't planning on it. Is I thought that, that was obvious after I started <laughs> talking about the prawn dimension. <laughs> it's bad. Yeah, you would think. There weren't prawns in mine. Well, I'm glad that, that you made it back regardless. Um, <laughs> uh, let's let's keep looking also, around, then maybe look at something other than the rocks. mannequins. Uh, did, can we look uh, elsewhere and see what else is in here? If there's other shit. Yeah. Uh, roll a sense. One. Okay, so that would be a pass. So you look around the room and you see a lot of materials, uh, like a lot of different sewing uh, supplies, threads, needles. Uh, you see like an actual sewing machine in the corner of the room. Lots of different like 
lengths of fabric on like little rolly things that you can pull down. Uh, there are like some books on a bookshelf, uh, that's kind of like, uh, there's like glass panes that essentially open like doors from the center, uh, that, um, kind of, house these little books but uh as you like look around the room really what what stands out to you is is just the incredible craftsmanship of of these uh clothings outfits this whole place is weird as hell i gotta say i liked it better before we knew about this (laughs) (laughs) It it does feel a little creepier now i agree uh, and you guys I, would know. I think it. that we should be prepared for what to kill Sprayman if we need <laughs> oh, to. Okay. Oh, should we just do it right now? I no. I think we need more information because there could be there could be other culprits to that. Should we confront him? Pr- confronting makes more sense than trying to kill him immediately. Yeah, let's do that. Okay. Because I don't think I can just pretend like I don't know this is here. Right. Confront is is definitely the right call. Um, we sure you don't d- want to just jump right to kill? No, uh, <laughs> d- but we need okay. to be prepared to do so. Okay. If that's that's a good point, we should just be ready in case in case we have to. That's yes. true. It. I. I don't think we should go as uh, gun ho as we did before. It seemed as though that was a bad idea. In retrospect, yeah, no, you got you got another good point. Another good point. Fenimore, uh, I would Yo. like you to make a sense check. Okay, Sprayman's been here the whole time. Uh, blackjack, baby, blackjack. So you notice there seems to be another scale on your forearm. There was one before. Oh, you've oh. noticed you haven't really processed what's going on all that much or talked about it feel free to keep this private if you would like to but as you look down to your hand uh it's like you distinctly notice it and you're like oh fuck i'll hang on to that for now let's see if it continues to escalate i don't know why it wouldn't but i'm gonna hang on to it for now yeah maybe it'll stop uh you guys uh in this room you um seem to have kind of fully explored uh everything that you can really think to look at uh that that would really provide you with any more information so i guess at this point it's kind of figure out what you want to do with the information that you've got uh and i guess probably go back to make sure that the uh house isn't burned down <laughs> cuz the, the the food's still in the oven Oh fuck the cheese sauce! And I uh, run out of the, <laughs> the room. <laughs> uh, you walk up to. The, do you all go together? Yeah, why not? Perfect. I can't imagine Devin would want to be left alone in the magical room. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so uh, yeah, you guys walk up, and uh, Fenimore will just say that because you're the one who found it. You put your fingers onto the bust, um, and it turns around, and. Something happens. <laughs> uh, you, you have a What's brief. Well, oh, this is just something that you experience. The rest of you guys, there's just a 180 and you guys are back on the other side. But Fenimore, you have this weird flashback that pops into your head and you distinctly remember it because it's one of your memories. This isn't like a memory. This isn't like weird fucking stuff that you can't comprehend. It's l- literally a memory from your life. 
specifically about your dear friend Ray, who we haven't talked about in a while. You know, just as a quick little refresher, uh, you were kind of a, a stowaway child who became quite the famous sailor, but you were taken under the uh, flippers, so to speak, of of Raymond or not Raymond, sorry, just Ray. Um, and I figured that we could probably like make up a little bit of a story here. So, uh, occasionally we, I just like to explore this with you and see kind of like what you were thinking, you know, would be a good little backstory here, but I'd like to jump ahead a bit because we've kind of already gone through like a little bit of like the, you know, early on stuff, but maybe, uh, as you guys are like forming more of a bond, would you say that Ray is kind of somewhat like a mentor at first who kind of then becomes your friend or what would, how would you, how would you, yeah, well, uh, Ray was the one from that first flashback story, right? I'm not misremembering that. That's correct. Yeah. Definitely a mentor type thing in the beginning there, since I was so young at that point. The fact that yeah. they didn't throw me out immediately or, cast me off or write me off as like a stupid little child i'll say mentor so you're like his protege yeah 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 (laughs) okay uh and uh let's see what can we do for a scene here um so do you envision like the early days as you being more like like where do you stand on the law like are you doing like illegal things are you doing legal things well he's it was pirate stuff so well, i mean he kind of looked piratey but just because he looks piratey doesn't mean he's you know a ruthless okay. killer or anything it, like that neither legal nor illegal they like to toe the line a okay gr- so maybe like smugglers yeah yeah smuggling okay. but for like morally okay things instead of like let's get all the heroin we can into chameleon land <laughs> not quite like that yeah uh let's say um okay so you like guys maybe exotic foodstuffs that are illegal to import that kind of thing okay uh okay let me think of a, a food stuff here so you know that um at at like a certain point uh in time kind of not anymore but i digress the uh the the underbrush uh there's kind of this like big market of spices and it's like very closely regulated by all of these merchants um and you guys have like a little bit of like a little black market thing going on uh you have been uh smuggling smuggling uh, very specific types of spices out of the sheffield fields uh you've been smuggling okay. like these herbs uh in uh spices out of the Sheffield fields and uh this is kind of basically the the scenario that that will that will uh ad lib a bit here so you guys are picking picking these up you know that uh you know this is like a morally gray thing but like why do they need to you know control all of this this trade they're really just taking money away from the Sheffield fields if you think about it so you might as well just take that money and give it to yourselves so you go and pick up what i said right yeah you go and pick up uh these these items and uh they they're like in all these different crates and like how would you guys how would you kind of go about this this smuggling operation and where are you taking it to whichever wherever it would be in the highest demand naturally the highest demand where it wouldn't traditionally be allowed like which whichever realm that might be I mean, you could always just take it straight to the uh, 
the river's rest, like the Otter Kingdom, because they're always moving around and it be would probably be pretty hard for them to import something like that. Sure. Okay, yeah, we'll take it to River's Rest and the way it'll be stored is going to be within barrels and crates of innocuous regular foodstuffs with like secret compartments. So there's like the bottom portion of a crate is a separate container and it's in there kind of thing. Sometimes or in like the middle of a barrel. So they look at the bottom and the top and they're like, that's fine. That kind of stuff. Do you by chance remember what Ray's voice was like? Because honestly, I thought it was just pirate. I I think it was a little lighter on the pirate, but I don't remember now. He sounds like Ray Liotta. (laughs) I don't know what that sounds like. I'll just try to go soft pirate and see what that sounds like. Pirate light, like something like this, maybe a little bit. There is a uh, regulation here to investigate the um, barrels that we export. So we're going to have to just keep it on the down low. Um, and, and you guys kind of like go through the customs here, essentially. Uh, you know that the Sheffield fields are like a very like, you know, knights and monarch. It's like a monarchy, essentially. And they have like a lot of these tariffs and all this garbage going on, uh, at the docks. But you, uh, go through and, uh, yeah, he, you're like, at this point, like what position would you be in the crew? Uh, I'm going to say not a position, more just an under specifically an understudy with him, but not okay. necessarily an official part of the crew, but everyone on the ship recognizes me as part of the team. I'm just not Got it. literally a crew member. And you have a feeling that he likes you, but like you're right. not quite that sure. So um yes, I uh we're exporting these apples. Uh we've already paid the taxes, of course, so um Feel free to let us know if you have any questions. And he kind of like winks at you really quickly. <laughs> uh, and the, the deer people, uh, the customs kind of lift up some tarps and look through. Um, and, uh, yeah, they actually let me roll. Yeah, they rolled like shit. Uh, they don't notice anything. Uh, you know, they, they say go be on your way. And he, and he, uh, kind of looks back to you. Uh, and you kind of just remember this moment for some reason. It's just occurring to you at this time because, uh, it's just, it's just a, a moment that you had with him. You recently just experienced the death of your father and like, in this other kind of strange way, this was sort of a father figure that you chose. Like he was your mentor and it just pops into your head for some reason. And like, as you guys kind of like go off and, and like get to your post and do all of your sailor work and he goes to the front, you don't, um, remember noticing this, but like the audience. Or you, upon mm-hmm. like remembering this, notice that Ray has like the same scales on your forearm. Um, he seems to have on his arm and he like, uh, shuffles his like big, like overcoat, uh, and yeah. moves it around and then covers it up. And he like calls everyone into position to, you know, make their way towards River's Rest. And then you're like, Pfft popped back out of it for some reason you just were given that vision um and as you kind of like come to you guys uh are on the other side back in the study 
Uh, and it's the weirdest thing though. The bus that was there, uh, it looks different now. It's, it was like a kind of white bus, but now it's this kind of like brassy, uh, kind of metal looking thing. Uh, and it doesn't look the same that it did. I don't like that. That's con, that's concerning. I feel like that should be concerning. Do you try to fuck with it again? Yeah. You push the eyeballs uh, as oh, you have right. before, that's and right. nothing happens. Uh-oh. Am I in a different dimension right now? Please don't go ghouls all together. Can anybody help them out? It's Raymond's house. Uh, you are currently standing next to Hannibal and Cecil, but Cecil, holy shit, the, the cheese sauce or whatever it was. He like, the immediately cheese sauce. Spr- he yeah, springs right, to right. action. Uh, he's <laughs> like, my rue, it's gonna be ruined. Uh, <laughs> oh I, no, I I'll rue this day. <laughs> uh, and yeah, you run back to the kitchen. Uh, roll a luck. Cecil or Fen? Cecil. Okay. Style, intelligence, luck, luck. <laughs> yeah, did totally. the cheese sauce burn? The cheese sauce. <laughs> that is a one. You lucky duck. You make it back just in time, and the cheese sauce is at the perfect point. Uh, you uh, pull out like a wooden oh. spoon and taste it, and it's perfect. You did a great Wonderful. job. It's, it's all exactly good, what- gentlemen. We're fine. I like that. Just okay, wanted you to good. Know that was good. That's good to know. And as you guys are like going back into the kitchen, uh, at that moment, Donna seems to come home and you know this because she throws this big bag, uh, like onto the, onto like this coat rack. It's like a big purse thing. And she comes in wearing her scrubs and she just like, uh, kind of just waves to you guys and then runs upstairs to change out of, uh, out of her, uh, you know, out of her uh, neurosurgeon attire. Understandable. I mean, we don't really have any business with her, so that's fine. Yeah, I'm mostly ignoring her, just out of principle. <laughs> yeah, she, guys- she's awful, so no thank you. You guys take one uh, look at the at the microwave, uh, which has the clock on it. Um, at this point, it seems to be about 515, 520. Uh, you are thinking that the other folks are probably going to be coming back soon. And you know that uh, dinner is supposed to be at seven o'clock. So you should expect company um, in a few minutes. Well, thank, thank goodness. The cheese is okay. Yeah. Uh, do you guys kind of do a bit more cooking? Cause you really have to, you know, you've got like a, I guess like an hour and a half before a dinner. So I guess you've got a little bit more time. You check the temperature on the roast and it seems to have a bit more time. You do the, uh, the basting and everything. Uh, but it seems like it's kind of smooth sailing for now. Uh, Donna comes down the stairs and she looks at you and she is just like, how did everything turn out? Oh, um, ow. Looks like uh, it's going pretty okay. It's all right. Yeah. <laughs> Taste this cheese sauce. She like walks up slowly and she like, she's got like really long fingernails and she like picks up the spoon and she kind of looks at you. She's got long eyelashes. She blinks and she kind of like, just like moves her hair a little bit. Um, now that she's kind of got her little surgeon cap off and she takes a, takes a little taste. Well, that's fucking. 
fucking delicious. Wow. <laughs> Thank you. I There's didn't no know you had scream. it in you, Cecil. I'm sorry. What did you say? I don't think she's screaming, Cecil. Isn't that just that's just her voice? Remember? It's just her voice. She's not actually yelling. What do you mean? <laughs> I'm sorry. It just it it's just my sensitive ears. I'm so sorry. Um, nothing. I I don't mean anything by it. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Dinner will be ready ready for uh for when we eat dinner. You know the time that we eat normally. Uh, she kind of like walks over to the uh, refrigerator and she kind of takes a look at it. Uh, she opens the door and kind of like looks just to make sure that you got everything. Uh, and she kind of scoffs and slams the door really loudly. Um, and she's like, you know, you did a great job. Thank you. Uh, anybody want a glass of wine? None for me, thanks. You might want to have a glass of wine. If mom and dad are coming over, it's gonna probably be a bit of a headache. No, that's quite all right. Thank you. <laughs> well, don't mind if I do. Oh yes, better no, do of some cleaning before they get here. I'm sure they'll find something to poke holes in. Yes, ah. that would be just like them. I, what are parents for, after all? Am I right? She also like leaves the room, and you oh begin my God, to okay, hear the stay in the room. <laughs> You, like, hear, like, the loud noises of vacuuming, uh, and just, like, a lot I of last minute. still hear minute. her talking over the vacuum. It won't, <laughs> it won't drown her out. Yeah, it's very difficult to drown out that noise. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, she, you kind of are, like, looking around, and you got a little time. Uh, as far as you are aware, you would think that most likely the, uh, the, uh, math club is probably, like, you know, up and running at this point. The after school programs start around like three, three thirty. Who knows? Maybe you'll be coming back soon. Uh, <laughs> you guys didn't really get an exact time, uh, from him about what their, uh, hours are or anything. But yeah, what are you guys doing? You got a little more time to kill. Well, I would Maybe check to see prepare, uh, if any other day, daytime television shows are on down in the basement uh, after course. I'm done cooking. You know. I'll tidy up some things in the kitchen since Cecil did so much cooking. Yes. Oh, nice. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of dishes to do. Uh, but, you know, there a lot of those, uh, a lot of the cookware is still in use. Uh, Cecil, you head down the stairs and Skunks of Our Lives is still playing. Um, you're pretty oh, sure that you've seen this episode before, but uh, you're not quite sure because they all kind of blend together. Um but yeah, it's, you just get like kind of sucked into that. Uh, and Hannibal, what are you doing? I'm probably watching the stories as well. Nice. Um, you guys hear, uh, the sound of, of the front door, uh, open and close. Uh, and you can hear the distinct sound of, uh, little Timmy. Uh, he seems to have arrived home from his math league club. Um, but, you hear the sound of someone else, a voice that you have not heard before. Uh, two of you are downstairs, and the first one who would notice this would be Fenimore, because he's kind of doing a bit of tidying up, and there's kind of a sight line from the kitchen to the mudroom. Sorry. Uh, you see someone that seems to be about little Timmy's age. Uh, another Another skunk boy, probably about 13 or so, uh, freshman as well 
uh, you would presume. Uh, he's kind of got uh, loose-fitting clothes and just has like a very laid-back kind of attitude to this little skunk. Uh, and you hear uh, little Timmy walk in like, Oh, hey, what's going on, Uncle Fedimore? Hey, Timmy, how's it going? Get in here and help me clean a little bit. Oh, uh, yeah, um... Stand this right is, here uh, the Bertram? And... Oh, 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 you have company. Yeah, um, he's in the math club, and, uh, I figured that if I was gonna be in the math club, I should probably, you know, get to know the guys and everything. Get so, to know uh, the math club, of course, of course. Yeah. I think your Uncle Cecil made a lot of food, so if Bertram wants to stay for dinner... We're gonna. That's what I was thinking. Um, and, uh, hey, uh, Bertram, uh, go on downstairs. We've got, uh, we've got video games down there. Um, my uncles might be down there, but, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna help, uh, I'm gonna help my uncle here clean really quickly. Uh, And he kind of like leads Bertram down the stairs, and Bertram just says, like, sup? Oh, uh, all right. That's, uh, that's cool, man. Uh, big time. Uh, yeah. Oh, hello. Right, let's play. Um, my name's Cecil. This is Hannibal. You're just in time for, um, the sexy Senorita Sonata. It's just, oh, it's coming on why after are this. You guys watch. Okay. Uh, my name's Bertram. Uh, Bertram, nice I, to meet you. Yeah. I just, uh, I just met little, uh, uh, Timothy. Um, and, uh, yeah, he, you, you know, uh, math club, you know, oh, yeah. uh, oh, wonderful. club too. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm in math club. It's kind of dumb, but what? I was practice today. Oh, it was, you know, it was okay. Uh, you're just doing quadratic formulas, really basic oh, yeah. stuff. Quads. Yeah. That's, I'm not going to lie. The teacher is, is pretty rough. <laughs> Yeah. And uh yeah, but like do you guys have I any video games? Insight. Uh yeah, we we play a mean uh, Super Skunk Out 4 down here, so <laughs> Oh, you guys play Super Skunk Out 4? Uh if you want to roll an insight I, in this game, I think that would probably be sense. Okay. Or yeah, or right. intelligence or wisdom. <laughs> Well, that's a blackjack on my sense. Deal with it. <laughs> it. Yeah, it's definitely a stat. Uh, you, uh, so Cecil okay, blackjacked, you said intelligence? Yeah. So the, you're trying to kind of get too. a beat. Uh, what, what was your role for, Hannibal? Sense. Sen- okay, so sense and intelligence. Okay. So, uh, sense. We'll start with you, Hannibal. You blackjack your sense. You take a look at this guy, and like he doesn't look like he's dressed I'm like giving him a an dork. Ocular pat down. You're giving him an <laughs> ocular pat down, and he doesn't. He doesn't look like a nerd at all. He kind of is dressed sort of like uh, more like a a cool kid sort of. And you take a, a look. Uh, yeah, he's got a backpack, and it's got a skateboard on the back of it. Um. And, uh, he kind of, he, he doesn't look like what you would have expected from, uh, from the math club, really. Uh, Cecil, you do in, you said you blackjacked in intelligence, right? Sense. Sense, sorry. Okay. Uh, I'll just say that both of you get a little bit more information. He seems really cool. 
Uh, he seems like, uh, for this age group, he seems like someone that would be like the cool kid of the math club. Uh, and that's the general vibe that you get. Uh, and he's like, yeah, so like, anyway, do you guys, uh, you said you want to play Super Skunk Out 4? Uh, I'm pretty into that game if you guys want to play a couple rounds. Uh, I'm pretty good at Skunk Washington. It's a pretty good character, um, if you know how to do, like, the grab moves. But yeah, let's play some games. Uh, meanwhile, upstairs, uh... Give him the Mad Cats controller. (laughs) He takes, like, one... Hold on. He takes one look at it, and he's like, uh, is it okay if I use that one over there? What one? I noticed you have four controllers, um, and I don't really like this one if that's cool with you but i'm a guest yeah, so you fine. know easy going i'm not gonna be make yeah, a big fuss it, if you go get it you can use it i just didn't want to get up is this like some sort of like weird power trip uh, okay are you gonna play he, or no <laughs> he like he gets up and walks to the other side of the room and picks up the controller and he plugs it in he's like all right let's go to town bro uh <laughs> And uh, meanwhile, I use the ups- cheapest, most bullshit character in the game, and and troll him. Okay, um, we'll resolve that. My main character down, would uh, be Senorita Stank. <laughs> Senorita Stank. I'm just down B, reflecting all his moves. As <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so we'll resolve that in a minute. But upstairs, uh, as soon as uh, as soon as little Timmy kind of like waves to him as uh bertram walks down the stairs he takes a look uh and he gets really close to you uh fenimore and he's like Mm -hmm. all right like i don't really ask you for all that much but like i really like this guy and i think he's really cool so try not to embarrass me okay i promise i'll be a good mathlete i'll do everything you guys want but seriously like don't do anything weird and don't say anything to embarrass me please I, I'll I'll try my best. I can't promise for your other uncles. You, uh, oh, you God. know better than I. And you, oh, you you're did so bring right. Down there and leave him with them. I should note. Yeah, I'm supposed if, to be if smart, you don't want aren't to keep I? Helping me with the dishes here. You can go down. Go save him. Go for it. Oh, oh okay. Um, hey, uh, Uncle Fenimore. Thanks for uh-huh. being so cool. And he like gives you this awkward hug real quick and then he runs away really quickly and goes downstairs. Um you guys before you can really get into the video games all that much, you see <sighs> little Timmy runs down the stairs and he's just like, "Oh, you guys playing Super Skunk Out? Oh man, I love this game." Um and he's giving yeah. uh can I get a sense roll from the two of you? <laughs> Cecil and uh Hannibal. That's a fail. Mine's a pass. Hannibal, he's giving you a very distinct look. Um, Cecil, you do not get the look at all, but Hannibal, the look that you get from him is more along the lines of, like, from little Timmy. You get the look like he's trying to, uh, without using language, just body language, get you to leave them alone. So that he can hang out with his friend, but not be weird about it. That's kind of the look that you read from him. Goes completely over Cecil's head, though. Hey, Cecil, let's go check on Fenimore upstairs real quick. 
Oh no, not until I get down with some Darth <laughs> Beefington over here. Come on, it's okay, best two out of this, three. After this one. Yeah, I uh you guys are really uh fun to play with. Uh yeah. Uh there's this kind of like weird uh and okay, uh, weird kind the, of after the next awkwardness. Game. Yes, okay, of course. Go. After the next game, when I crush him, it, I yes. will have won two games. Yes. Okay. So fast forward. Well, fast we have forward, to roll, and then I leave. Because <laughs> as as a very cool kid, he probably plays the fuck out of this game. So we're gonna have to do a competitive role here. Yeah, dude. I'll, yeah, I'll roll opposed whatever I'm you a want, man. Sweaty. I'll kick hard. the shit out of this child. This is a this is a kid who probably just watches fucking streams of people playing this game. <laughs> he falls asleep for fun. To Listen, there's nothing you can do about down B. Doesn't matter how many streams you watch. Okay, we're doing opposed uh intelligence. Okay. Opposed. Okay. 13. We'll combine that with also an agility roll. Okay. Okay. For kind of the strats. Four. So I had a 13 on my intelligence, and my agility was a 34, so that's a 47 total. Let's start off with intelligence, just the intelligence rolls. Okay, just so the 13. intelligence rolls. Yeah. 13 from you. What did you get, Devin? 17. Um. So... This kid is using strategies that you have not seen before, uh, and he's doing all this weird shit using this character that nobody uses called Skunk Washington. Um, he's like throwing a fucking top hat at you, his teeth come out, and there's like a fucking bunch of skunk wooden teeth and combined no one uses the fucking character because he's stupid um but he's like absolutely <laughs> smoking you guys uh but with your agility rolls what were those uh my agility oh. was a 34 i i did it backwards i just told you my agility one okay well let's just keep moving forward okay so yeah just care. okay it, it's yeah it's too late now it's 34 What's, 34. Okay, so you beat his agility. Okay. Did you also beat his agility danger? What was you his agility? It. Yeah, this is agility. What was his agility? Uh, 26. Yes. 34. Okay, so I'm glad that we resolved that. His was 26. So uh, he's using these really weird like uh, strats that you haven't seen before using a character that's very underutilized. Um, and after you kind of see it a couple times, um, he's like kind of got a pretty hefty lead on you guys because you're not used to it. But through your knowledge of the game and reaction time, you eventually change course and begin to like uh combat the combo that he keeps kicking your ass with it's a really really close game but in the very end the two of you end up winning Whew, thank goodness um Let's and he's go he's like, he's like he he says Still the response it, like baby. you know that wasn't even my main but like it's always fun to try a new character and see how it goes you're not too bad for a bunch it's of old fogies to too yeah well um Cool, man. Uh, fun playing. Anyways, I'm going upstairs. Come on, Cecil. 
all right then. You boys en- enjoy your your friendship time. We'll catch you later. <laughs> uh, uh, roll a, dinner roll will be last. ready soon. Roll one last sense. Two out of four. E. Four out of four. The two I'm, of you I'm very perceptive. You're just guy, nailing man. it today, uh, Hannibal and uh, Cecil. You both very distinctly notice that uh, little Timmy seems to be blushing a lot. Uh, and you, Hannibal, who blackjacked, you like notice his body language is a bit strange. He seems like awkward and uncomfortable and nervous. Uh, you think he might have a crush on this guy. Uh, but you're not, you can't quite tell. And you guys like walk up and leave them alone. As you walk upstairs, you see Fenimore kind of putting the finishing touches on, uh, on these, uh, on these dishes. Yeah, what's up? What'd you think of that kid? He didn't really say much to me. He kind of just walked in, said hello, and then Timmy brought him downstairs to you guys. Did he talk Uh, down there? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, we shut him the hell up is what we did. He's got a weird vibe. Oh, no, he's a weirdo? No, just saying. He's had a weird vibe. He said he was weird. Because, well, Timmy said that he, they met in math club. Yeah, he said Timmy mentioned that. look like he'd be in math club. (laughs) He told us that he was in math club. I know. So maybe he's in math club. He probably is. Well, it sounds to me that the boy's in math, in math club, for sure. <laughs> I just think we need to make totally sure. Okay, how do you want to do that? I don't know. Reconnaissance. <laughs> Intel gathering. That kind of stuff, you know? It's kind of asking complicated math problems. Can't we just... <laughs> oh, that's, that's not a bad idea. <laughs> Oh, wait, why did I do this to myself? Hey, can you hand me 2.4 like, grams <laughs> of that casserole? <laughs> Boy, can I. Uh, anyway, yeah, he played Skunk Washington, which that was the weirdest no thing about him. No one plays Skunk. And he this lost that video though, game so. you guys like to play all the time? You know, I don't yes, it is, yeah. Much. Yeah. So he beat him. The weirdo no picked deal. a weird character. Are you basing yeah. your entire judgment of this kid on the character he picked, or was he also weird? Yeah. Oh. It was mostly yeah. the skunk Washington. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah, no, we absolutely, you know, uh, he he put up a, a great fight. I, I'm shocked he was able to almost beat us. <sighs> he said it wasn't his main, I, you know. However, you got, you got to inhale your copium. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I give him a high five. <laughs> yeah, he's oh yeah, he's mainlining that copium. <laughs> uh, make a uh, luck check as you guys uh, do this Both high five. Us? Yeah, each of you. I failed. <laughs> I failed too. I'm not. I'm okay, not lucky. Cool. Yeah, I was. Uh, I honestly, I don't know what was going to happen, seen, guys. No, it was a normal high five. Just something incredibly unexpected does not happen as a result of such an epic high five. Uh, but at that moment, you guys are kind of chatting about, uh, little Timmy and his new friend Bertram. And, uh, at that moment, you hear the door again, uh, and some people walk in. 
uh, specifically Spray Sr., uh, Sprayman Sr., of course, your father, accompanied by your mother, Priscilla, and followed shortly after by um, Skunkin, uh, who all are seemingly coming over uh, for dinner uh you see that priscilla is holding like a casserole dish with some kind of like saran wrap over it um and uh skunkin is holding like a bottle of wine uh and they walk in and they're like oh hey there uh i hope you don't mind uh we're a little bit early but uh it smells good in here uh you guys make this yeah yeah i no need to worry. I, I had it all taken care of. Uh, Priscilla walks up and she's like, Oh, I brought your, um, uh, your favorite casserole over. Uh, just, you know, something that'll stay, you know, in case you wanted to have leftovers or anything. But I know how much you like this. So, and she like sets it down, um, kind of a little bit out of the way. And immediately after doing so, she's walking around, like running her finger on like various like, uh, floorboards, just checking for dust. Uh, and, uh, at this point, uh, you still hear, uh, Donna upstairs vacuuming. Uh, and yeah, uh, Skunkin walks in and looks over to you guys and he's just like, uh oh uh hey guys uh how was uh the rest of your day not bad it was oh, wonderful pr- it went surprisingly okay actually yeah. uh yeah that's uh my day at work was a little bit uh rough you know i'm still kind of learning the the ropes so to speak uh but uh thanks for helping me out with my car earlier uh you know you guys are good brothers and uh thanks so much for that uh you guys are kind of all looking around uh <laughs> you hear from upstairs oh. donna is just like timmy oh boy set up the place bats he's with uh, a friend would you just let him be we've got it uh and she doesn't hear your response, but she hears the clinking sounds as you guys like <laughs> go That's over enough. to the cabinet that has all of the, uh, you know, guest, the, the, the fancy dinner, uh, you know, what's the word? Dishware? It's not the word I'm looking for. Is that the word I'm looking for? Yeah. Plates? Dishware? Yeah. It just fine seems like such china. a boring word. The the fine china, the finest of china. Uh, no, it wouldn't be china. That wouldn't be fitting. But um, some really nice plates. Uh, and you guys pick up these, uh, you know, nice kind of uh, a deep green placemats, which you set down on this on this table. There's like a, a tablecloth on top of it that seems to be some kind of like knitted, weird kind of. Uh, thing that doesn't exactly present the flattest of surfaces, but it does kind of look cool. Uh, and you start setting up the table. Uh, you set up the spoons and the forks and all the things and all the glasses. And, um, there's like a little chandelier in the center of this room. Uh, the, the living room has like wide archways. So it's not like a closed room. It's like this big open kind of thing that people rarely or that you guys rarely use except for, for, situations such as this Uh um you guys all have pretty much everything ready and good to go except for there's still no sign of spraymond um he is running late uh presumably and not home yet what do you do 
I give a look to the boys here. I kind of like tell them to kind of sneak off with me for a moment. The boys is in Timmy and Skunkin or, or not? No, the boys oh, is in you fucking people. Hey, okay. Skunk off huddle. with Cecil. Scuttle. Yeah. Yeah, you skunk scuttle up. Scuttle. <laughs> um, There's plenty of rooms for you to do this in, so you, you it, find one. It and, does uh, seem admittedly odd that he's not in his office, wasn't in his office, and isn't here now, correct? He was supposed to be here, right? So, yes. <laughs> I don't like this. I don't like this at all, boys. What don't you like? There's something... Smelly afoot. That's just the cheese. <laughs> There's a cheese plate that's like right next to you guys with a number of different cheeses and crackers that was prepared incredibly well. And the joke lands perfectly. <laughs> uh, and as you guys are kind of talking about this and your kind of concerns and uh, unsureness about about Sprayman. I would like to uh, sniff the air. Uh, you sniff the... I want to sniff past the cheese. You want to sniff past the cheese. Okay, roll a sense. Come on. That's a one. Pass. Uh, you smell... Um, just on, on two of you, you guys had been doing some yard work earlier, so you can smell, like, the beginnings of B.O., but not quite there yet, you know? Like, like you think that if if someone gets up, like, real close, they might be able to catch a whiff, but you think that you're probably good for a little bit longer, as long as you don't lift your arms up. Uh, you smell this delicious aroma of cheese, and you try to sniff past it, but it's so fucking hard. You fucking cheese. You- you manage to sniff you, you the fucking eye of the the nose of the tiger you just fucking like it. sniff uh past the cheese you smell the rich mahogany wood and the the kind of smell of the stain this dark red kind of stain on this beautiful wood in the study that you're currently standing in you can smell a floral fragrance coming from Priscilla that you know all too well she's kind of always got this similar smell and you almost associate every single floral perfume with your mother for good and bad um, you smell uh, the smell of uh, your father's kind of musty uh, uh, cologne that he wears and you're trying to deeper. smell for other things you must smell deeper, <laughs> deeper. you smell the scent of freshly cut dialogue. grass you're <laughs> the freshly cut grass you are almost intoxicated by the overwhelming smell of this roast that's hitting like the perfect temperature you can tell it's perfect ready to go you know that if it's cooked but a moment longer it could be spelling disaster it could be dried out you know it's on the precipice it's on the cusp but yes, Cecil, take you the roast smell down. I must go deep. deeper. <laughs> <laughs> you smell. Oh my god, your pupils dilate. <laughs> yet again, oh my god, and you have you have an out of body experience yet again. You have sniffed beyond <laughs> the realm of the communion. <laughs> you are lying on the ground of this musty dark room. There's a circle in the middle of it, and you're only able to roll as this little ball 
it's an eyeball that you're that you are a rock eyeball and you turn to the side and you see clearly the aftermath of this kind of whatever the fuck just happened in that vision that you had before and you look back as you roll around almost like one of those fucking uh what are those toys that you hit and they're weighted on the bottom and they keep bobbling and bouncing around? Sock anyway, or something like that. And you like look around and you see out of the corner of your eye a very young Cargus kind of looking shocked, surprised and confused. And then you kind of keep ping ponging around as this eyeball, the rest of your body is gone and you're unable to see anything except for this massive cavernous room. And then. You you snap back and you sniffed way too fucking hard. You get a nosebleed, both nostrils. <laughs> you sniffed like beyond. The- <laughs> You're you right. Sniffed- there is something stinky here. <laughs> There's just fucking full barrel, both uh, both nostrils bleeding profusely. And I assume you run to the bathroom to like plug your nostrils. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, uh, sorry, I got really fucking, we got honed in on that. Uh, <laughs> you guys, at that point, you hear the sound at the door, um, and you hear the door close kind of weakly, uh, as you see, uh, none other than Sprayman walking in. Uh, he looks like just completely beat to shit. He clearly had to stay late at work today. Um, he's kind of got his, uh, collar loosened up. Like even more, the, the, the tie is basically just fully taken off at this point, just like the fucking short side and the long fat side on the other one. And he just kind of looks at you guys with these exhausted eyes. You know, he didn't sleep very well. And he's just like, Oh, um, hello, everybody. Uh, sorry, I'm late. Is it time for dinner? And that is where we will end today's episode. Thanks so much for listening to our podcast, everybody. You know, it's, uh, we've made like a shit ton of episodes now, and it's cool as hell if you just started listening at this one random point or at some other random point. Hopefully it makes sense. Tell us if it doesn't. You know, you can write to us on Twitter if you want. We're kind of lonely on there with no one to talk to. Uh, if you do really like our podcast and, you know, consider sharing it with a friend, tell them about how dumb we are and how bad my voices are. <laughs> uh, and if you want to help support us making more of this garbage that we call a podcast, you can find us on patreon.com slash warp lords pod. Um, what else we got to in the uh in the uh in the oven here so to speak? What do we got cooking? What's on the horizon? Anybody anybody want to reveal any of the future plans that we have? No. Uh-uh. No. It's a secret. You can't no. you, you have to wait till next Wednesday then. Race into all our us, stuff and get fucked. Uh rate us on whatever <laughs> podcasting site that you listen to us on. I love yeah. you. Uh yeah, and uh you know, maybe like us on Facebook. We haven't said that in a while. We have a Facebook that we never post on. Tell us. Yeah, I don't even know if I have access to. No, I do. (laughs) I do. I still have access to the Facebook. I've never posted on it, but I could. 
IDK. Anyway, uh, on that note, um, I hope that you all have a lovely day and, uh, you know, winter's coming. I think. Anyway, bye bye.